Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the third episode 236. I, of course, am your host, the greatest man who's ever lived, your funky leader. It's me, it's Matt. And with me, as always, it's the co-host with the mo-host, the Beastmaster of Third Shift of the Buddy Eric. And we're going to start off the episode like we always do, Eric. How was your week this week? <laughs> it's been so busy. So busy. We're in this house. We're painting all the walls. We're redecorating. We're redoing everything. We're prepping to redo the floors. Man, just a busy, 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 busy. All over the place. It's really nice, though. It's starting to look real good, you know. You know how it is. Maybe you don't if you don't own a house and can't like screw with it or whatever. But when you're shape shifting your house around, you know, doing all that good stuff, repainting, flooring, it all starts coming together. And you're like, yeah, this is awesome. This feels good. I feel like I'm in a brand new house now. Woohoo! You get that sort of feeling. Well, I was gonna say I don't have that feeling because I'm not in a house I can redo all the stuff with. But you know, you get that feeling even when you like redo a room, mm-hmm. or, like give it a super good clean. For the first time in a long time, and then move a couple things move a few around. Things, yeah. Like, oh yeah, this this is my new setup. Yeah. So I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I feel feel good right now. The problem is the pain and suffering that comes with it, and you're getting old like we are. You know, when you're trying to paint extended periods of times and lifting, yeah, right up there. You pinch nerves in your you know your shoulders. You're getting muscle strain going in your chest. It's all sorts of shenanigans. And then, of course, like you're like, well, how, what stretches can I do to get rid of the, you know, the center muscles in your chest pain? You, you're going to die. You're, you're about to have a heart attack. No. Thanks, WebMD. No, that's not. You have pancreatic cancer. Yeah, this... exactly. Yeah. You have algae, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, I just, what? That's all I need is exercises. Just, I need stretches to mm-hmm. help with the chest. No, you're going to die. Go see a good doctor. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Never mind, internet. So the one thing the internet's useless for is any sort of medical anything, mm-hmm. because according to the internet, you're just going to die. That's all there is. You're just dead. Which you would think this would be the thing that the internet is used for, because you know there are even doctors who go, oh man, what is this crazy thing? Tick, 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 tick. Like, shouldn't that just be available for everybody, like in a realistic fashion? Come on. Yeah. And not this crazy crap that pops up. It's ridiculous. It's 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 silly. And even the sites where they're like, well, it's probably just a strained muscle in your chest. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. I'm going to click this one. But it could be death. Uh-huh. <sighs> just never mind. Never mind. I'll just, I'll just relax until it's over. It'll all be over. We're both getting to be old men. So, you know, I've had like four or five things over the past year that have just been weird. Every time I Google, yeah, you're probably dying, hemorrhagic brain disease, uh, kidney cancer. I'm like, no, there's no way. And then sure enough, five days later, oh, it just went away. I don't know what it was, but it's gone. Well, it sure isn't hemorrhagic brain disease. Come on. No, because that wouldn't be going away. Your kidney failure, it wouldn't be going away. No. I promise you that. So it's ridiculous. Don't listen to the internet if you need any sort of medical advice. It's a bad news place. Don't do it. Do yourself a favor. I'm sure you've all heard that before, but just saying. It's got to reinforce that every now and then. Because you, you, you oh, I feel really weird. What am I going to do? First thing you do is Google it. Mm-hmm. Instead of just rub it a little and then go lay down. Now you yep. got to Google while you're laying down. Just don't. Take a couple Tylenol, drink some water, lay down, relax. You'll be fine. And if you're not... And you do end up in a bad scenario. It ain't my fault. I'm not a doctor. I don't. I can't tell you what to do. 
the internet wasn't going to save you. I mean, <laughs> and the you would have gone, you gone, this is one of those bogus results. What a bunch of nonsense. It's just like me and Matt already have done a million times. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, Game World, uh, it's been near Autonoma like all the time. I've uh, been basically just smashing that game. And I'm in a real funky place now with it. It it did a whole complete backflip on me. Mm-hmm. Now everything is excruciatingly difficult. It's crazy. P- folks are just having problems left and right. The world is not good. And I'm like, what happened? I went from this cheerful, fun place where I was smoking robots like they were just little toasty tittles on the old, you know, the the old end of the stick, getting turned into delicious marshmallows, and now. They're trying to murder me, and I don't appreciate it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. See, I don't even remember any hard boss fights. Like, obviously, we've talked about my memory this coming and going because it's been two years now, and I've played a ton of stuff since. But I don't remember, like, I remember some bosses being hard, but never just, like, enemies. Like, I never, like, ran into stuff. When I say difficult, I mean as in they do tons of damage. I don't mean they're actually deadly because I have an infinite amount of healing recovery potions. So it doesn't really matter, but <clears throat> it's to the point now where I get hit one time by a mid-sized robot, you know, those mid-sized dudes with yeah. the axes usually, yeah. and I get about 70 to 80% damage gone in one hit. I don't remember that. Maybe I would. Maybe I dodged a ton, because I don't ever remember hardly ever even using my healing items after that first intro bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not saying you're playing it hey, wrong. Maybe you're Johnny of Greats. I don't know. But there, I just fought a boss with A2. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, I guess, whoa, a little whoa, bit. Whoa. But yeah, anybody yeah. who plays the game, you'll realize real fast that it, there's something going on with A2. Come on. it's not. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. And there's that one giant boss where you're kind of like, it's floating around the sky. It's like a giant centipede. Mm-hmm. That boss, when it hits you, it takes around 60 to 70% damage in one hit. Now, it didn't pose a threat to me because, like I said, I have healing recoveries and I would, you know, start smoking the single balls when they come down or whatever. But anytime that laser hit you, it was about 60 to 7% damage in one hit. So, like you said, if you are awesome and you know everything that's going on around you, you can always dodge. But they would kind of, they would all, you know, come, you know, right up on me. Mm. So I'd have like eight of those things in in the beginning of the fight, obviously. Right, right, right. Around me at once, so I couldn't dodge every single laser at once. I just wasn't able to do it. Well, now I really want to know, even though I have no frame of reference for what mine was, what's your chip build like? Because once I got enough chips in, I could, I, I, I was literally invincible. Mine is enemy deaths, gets me uh, health back. Mm-hmm. And then I've got the um, the one where I do damage, but it's only at, at the two rate because the three rate is such a huge chunk. And I wanted to go in, and I got the offensive damage. I've got the general HP boost. Um, I have the uh, auto auto AOE attack upon striking, and then uh, one or two other things. But I guess if I were to just go in and just do an all-out straight-up heal build, then I could probably end up being immortal. But I do have quite a few offensive, mid-level like offensive abilities in there as well. Because I think for me I did defense and then the auto heals. And so I was just... Uh, and I went I offense with some of the auto heals. Yeah. So, so that you know, if I went and tweaked it and just went full heal, I'd probably be just fine. Yeah. Because I mean, I remember there were some tough boss fights, but nothing ever, like I never had to like open the menu and use a healing item. 
I mean, mm-hmm. maybe it just burns and that's the thing anyway. But it's just, I'm never gonna die. But yeah, I do have yeah. to constantly, not constantly, but I do have to go in and I gotta heal. You know, I gotta. Oh my god. Whereas in the everything up to this moment, I never touched a healing item, yeah. which is why it's also not a big deal because I think I have like 140 large recoveries, yeah, yeah, yeah. 80 freaking mid level ones. So I'm like, it doesn't matter. But at the same time, I'm like, God, it was such a it's such a shift from what I've been playing all the way up to this point. I'm like, what the what's going on, man? Why why can't two B just you know do? And I don't mean to make this like a weird what you play and spinoff <laughs> where I grill you about the game, but I just don't remember that at all. So trying to figure out why it is that way for you when it wasn't for me, mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's what it is. So. Now I'm 9S again, so I just hack and kill everything. You don't everything. have to do so anything. You just I was dodge, say, it dodge, does, dodge, hack, dodge, now it does, dodge, yeah, hack. Dodge, hack, dodge, hack. So it doesn't matter anymore, but for that section, it was like crazy bonanzas. So what a great game. Just telling you. That's what I've been mainly playing, having a great time with it. Uh, I played a little bit of Destiny 2, been in there, just kind of doing some of the dailies, uh, getting in a few strikes. And I'm just, I'm kind of right now trying to fill out, like, I think I said it last week too, I go to want to commit a little bit more to this and get going with it or whether i'm just going to kind of back out disappear again tell whatever the next expansion or something cool and new is uh mostly will depend on my family members if they want to play and hang out and have fun with me or if they're just doing their own thing and ignore me and then i'll be like hey, okay whatever and then lastly outriders i played it a little bit here and there uh, i don't i try to play it too much because me and matt are supposed to play it and have some good times yeah but uh, I have hopped in a few times over last week and just repeated a few of the missions and been like, all right, super cool. But my PlayStation 5 is broken. And for the first like 45 to minutes to an hour, it, the LAN cable keeps disconnecting and connecting. And so it, it irritates the hell out of me because this is an online only game. So this game throws you all the way out and you have to come back in from fresh every time it does it. So about the third time it does it to me, I typically just stop playing Outriders so I've gotten smart though and try to like wait till like midway through the afternoon or whenever I'm playing, then I jump in because typically by then whatever air is happening in my PlayStation is over. It's like the first thirty to forty five minutes when I turn the system on. It's it's so irritating. So you you're admitting to me right now on the air that what you did was you found a magical monkey's paw and you wished for let's see, you wished for a house. Not this was a long time ago. You wish for the long house and then it floods all the time. You wish yep. for like new cars and then they break all the time. You got to repa- yeah. repair, take yeah. it in for warranty or just f- physical yeah. stuff. And then you went, you held on to it. You held on to this bastard and you went, PlayStation 5. I want to be able to get a PlayStation 5 for Best Buy when they go on sale. And the monkey finger went, and you got your PS5, but land connection got issues. Ones. You got problems. <laughs> I got a lemon. I got a lemon. <laughs> what are the odds? Their odds are actually pretty great because it's me, so it doesn't surprise me. And we've seen our buddy Jim Ferranda have all kinds of problems with his PS5, too. Yeah, he's having problems, too. Yeah. So there it is. That's what I've been up to. That's the games I've been playing. That's my real-life stuff. What about you, Mr. Matt? What in the world have you been up to this week? I can't even think of any real-life stuff, because this weird 10-hour, 4-day stuff is just it's draining me, man. And we talked about it off-air just before here. It gets to be Thursday, the last day, and it, it, this is my Friday. I can't wait. And I wake up. And my eyes are bleary, and they're heavy, and they're burning. And I wander into work, and I just go, And even as I'm looking at the countdown, and I got to leave early today, I'm just looking at the countdown going, And I walk out, and I just go, 
But then I come home and I play Animal Crossing New Horizons, and everything's at least a little bit better. I'm still tired as hell, but everything's bright and cheerful, and everything's wonderful. Everybody's happy to see me, and I get to do my weird projects. The casino is now, I think, halfway finished. I just got to figure out the little... I got to put in a couple more jukebox slot machines. I got to put in a little table for the uh, the little roulette wheel that I made. And then I got a new villager because one moved out. I found a cool jock villager who had the greatest catchphrase ever. And it's flashback to when I was playing Thronebreaker because his catchphrase is hoo-hoo-ha. Just like the dwarves in Thronebreaker. Hoo-hoo-ha. Hoo-hoo-ha. And he's a jock villager, so I'm going to move him right between the the houses of my other two and then build a big giant gym for them just right next to it so that's a whole new project that i have in my head but that spawns another project because the house he did move into that i'm just going to move between the two it had a little art gallery so now i can blow that up expand it put the statues all over the place get a nice woodsy area kind of like a little art grove kind of thing going i can't wait to do even more crazy projects in animal crossing the game that never stops giving I love it. But a game that's about to stop giving is Quantum Break, because I've done almost literally everything you can do in that game. The one thing I have left to do, the one achievement I have left to earn, is beating the last boss on hard mode. I was working on it right before you texted me to say, hey, 10, 15 minutes, I'll be doing the podcast. And I went, I could probably do it. I could probably do it, but I don't want to be that guy and hear my Discord going on my phone. Bing, 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 bing. Oh, man, give me, give me two more minutes, guy. Give me give me five more minutes. Oh, on, boy. Just disappear for a few minutes. You can do it. Sadly and funnily enough, I would have been able to because there's so much stuff going on. I'd be like, oh, okay. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but that game has been a blast. I'm I'm glad that I played it. I don't know that it'll, like, the memories will carry with me forever, but it's all the themes that I love. Like I talked about on What You Play in Third Shift that we did as a team this week. It's just a great game, and I enjoy it, and it's free on Games Pass, which is something we'll talk about a little bit later in the episode, too. So glad I got a chance to play it and finish it and fully complete it here soon this week. So that's what you did this week. That's what I did this week. What did some cool companies do in, like, releasing Games World this week, Mr. Eric? Well, let me tell you, okay, the Switch, it's been a busy little bumblebee, all right? It released another cool little game. I don't know if it's Gnosia. I think it's Gnosia, but it might be Nosia. I don't know. You know, English is a difficult language. I'm going to guess this is like Nosia. That, that would be Nosia. my guess. Okay, well, it's one of those things. And I'm sure I should know it because, you know, watching the reviews and checking it out and watching some gameplay and all that good stuff. But No, eh. no, I'm going to jump in it there because literally every game that has a weird name, all the reviews I watch, I watch IGN's review, they say it one way. I watch GameSpot's mm-hmm. review, they say it a completely different way. I watch any major outlet, they all pronounce stuff completely differently. I'm like, you are the people who can talk to the developers. You can pick up the phone and they'll go, ooh, IGN. So you and you go, this? how do you pronounce this damn game? They'll go, oh, it's no Saya. Okay, cool, thanks. Mm-hmm. Like you and, me, you and me, sure, we can get away with not knowing how to pronounce it. Come on. Come on, IGN. GameSpot. Come Spot, on, big dog. Game Informer. Come on. The Escapist. Do your work. You jerks. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's right. We're not responsible for anything. Wonderful. I love it. So anyways, this beautiful little game came out on the Switch. It's already been out for quite some time on PC, but the Switch just got its hands on it March 4th. It was developed by Petite Depato and published by Petite Depato and Active Gaming Media and Mebius. So 
this game kind of got me going because I was like, "Well, what is this? Like an Among Us or whatever, you know?" And, can, and there's some comparisons to it, but when I was looking at it a little more deeply, I was like, "Well, not really, really," because this game is more of a an actual story. It's an actual video game. It's Among Us is just about having friends and having some social fun and figuring out who the bad guy is among you. Well, guess what? You do that in this game. You do find out who the bad guy is amongst you on this spaceship. Well, that's also similar to you know all Among Us. You know, so I, I see where the, some of the comparisons are, but it's not quite that. And this, every single time you play through, it's a different like experience, a different setup, a different uh, a nosia or whatever, however you want to pronounce it. It's an, a bad alien, basically, who wants to eat everybody else and win the day. And obviously you, the player, and all the other crew members don't want that to happen. So you got to go through and you get to uh, be different players in this spaceship who have their own different skill sets. So you can go in, you can look, and you say, oh, this person's really good, logic, charm, uh, you know, all sorts of different abilities. And you get to play as them, and then they'll be given options when you talk to people because the whole thing here is to figure out who the Nosia is. So you're going to go around the ship talking to the different players on board the ship, and you're going to try to figure out, suss out, as they say, who the baddie is. And through the different conversations and through your character's abilities you'll get different options, speech options, things like that. And so you'll get different tracks of what people are telling you, what they're not saying, what they are saying. And then you can try to, after I think it's six rounds, you have to be like, okay, based off these conversations, I've deducted that this person is the Nosia. They get put into cold sleep. They're out. And then there's other characters, like the uh, I think it's the doctor, who can be like, well, that person you just put to sleep, it was actually an alien. And you did a great job. Well, now you know you got one. And so if your thing has two or three, well, you know now there's only two left, etc. And if you didn't, then you know you're screwing yourself over and you're probably all going to be dead and it's bad news bears. What's really cool about this one, too, is while you're over there talking to the characters and trying to suss out who's who and what's going on, if you pick the wrong uh, lines and stuff, they can start to suspect you. And the Nosia obviously, will be like, well, I don't want this person... They, they're on to me. So you have to be careful in what you're saying. So like, if you really think it's one of the characters and you go to them and you're like, I know it's you. Well, they can vote against you. So now they can vote against you. And of course, the others can vote against you if you start to push too hard or act crazy or do something weird. And you can die before the match is even over. What's really cool, though, is like the, the scenario will keep playing out. And so you'll get to see like who says what and who's doing what. Because like I said, instead of this being just like a, a quick hit, it is an actual story. So by playing these different rounds over and over and over, you can kind of put together who these characters are. Because there's humans, there's aliens of different planets and species and stuff going on. Who they are, where they come from, what's going on. And uh, of course in the different rounds, the Nosia or whatever is a different person. So you'll get a nice flavor of who's what and who's going where. And the artwork's really cool. And you know it's got that kind of anime look to it with the, the characters. And they're all kind of like ridiculous and out there and their personalities are like super extreme in all sorts of ways it looks like a lot of fun it seems like a lot of fun i definitely would check this out if i could get my hands on it for you know just a few bucks to be honest it's one of those things i'd probably do like two or three times have a great time with probably jump out but hey if you're into those whole little like fun story little who done it who did it and you know sussing out the suspect 
maybe this title's for you. I recommend you check it out. This one might be for me because I was browsed around on the Switch store like I do sometimes in my, oh, I don't know what game to play kind of moods or kind of modes. And I did find this and I was looking at it and the art and the visual novel style of it mm-hmm. involved with the murder mystery kind of thing. Yeah. That those are all the kind of things that I love. So I was like, well, that's going on the wish list because I don't know if I can get it right now. And then I just found out today another game called Raging Loop that's kind of like that that also involves a time loop. That's not my release, but I figured I'd mention it here because I was watching the trailer. I'm like, God, I'm going to add that to the wish list. And then it was like, we got to find out who the imposters are. And I went, oh, this is in that too? Oh, my God. So if you like Nosia, check out Raging Loop as well. Might share some themes. But the game that I'm going to talk about today, I can't talk about too much because it's literally in the mail on its way to me. It's the game that I won. It's Chained, which released for the Nintendo Switch today, the 11th of March, developed and published by Studio Digital Caffeine. This is a somewhat story-based puzzle game all about an ex-software engineer who's working on security software for banks or you know internet systems. He gets fired from his job because an AI is replacing him. And so the, the basics of the story are he's trying to kind of break through that AI that replaced him. And he's like breaking into banks and, and skipping off a little bit of money for himself, kind of like office space, you know, he's writing mm-hmm. the program and getting fractions of a cent and doing all this stuff. And the hacking is presented as a little puzzle game. Like you get a chain of numbers and random numbers like nine, three, eight, four, and you got to rearrange them so that each number is one off from the numbers that it's next to. So it's kind of, you know, a little brain, teaser little brain puzzler and as you go you know you you get a certain number of moves to complete a chain and each chain you get you know you move this one up that one down this one up that one down it clears you get a few moves back and then you get a little bit of money and then you move on to the next chain in this in this hack that you're doing but it's not just you doing it because eventually these companies start using Scout, and he's working against you in real time as you're trying to solve the puzzle. He's freezing numbers. He's adjusting numbers up and down himself. He's making it so your controls are reversed, so you go over instead of going down. As you're hitting down, it's going up. I think there's another move he can do where he covers up the numbers, so you can't even see what it is. So it's kind of cool how as you go through the game and you get better at the puzzles and unlock abilities and upgrades for your character to make him better at hacking, so too does Scout get upgraded throughout the story. And as as you get better, he gets better. So it kind of ramps up the difficulty, but gives you more tools to handle his tools that he's coming at you with. There's also a little story here, I believe. The one review I saw, it only went like three and a half to four hours. So a quick little indie game here. The art is all pixel art. Really cool looking. It's kind of... I feel like the characters kind of look like that beat cop styles, but then they have, you know, the portraits with the text that comes up. And it's not just text. This game is fully voice acted, which I was surprised to hear for a little tiny indie game like this. And from what I've heard, like literally the 15 seconds of voice acting I've heard between the two reviews I saw, voice acting is actually pretty good too. So if you like numbers, if you like puzzle games, if you like indie games on the cheap, check out Chained. I don't even have to buy it. I want it. It's coming to me. I've got like autograph from the guy who made it. Oh, I'm a winner. I'm the greatest. I unchained the whole lock. I got all the money just raining down on my face right now. Let me check my text and see if you sent me how to get to that cool little area where I can win me some really cool games too. I sent it like four times. Your phone must be broken again, dude. 
That's broken. Uh, it's, just, it's broken. Oh, okay, that's fine. It probably is. I Phone's mean, busted again. I'm sorry, man. Okay. Got nothing. Well, try a couple more times. Maybe it'll get through so I can, you know, win me some cool games. Yeah. But not today, everybody. Not today. But you know what it is today? Borderlands keys and all those cool little shift codes or whatever they're called that Matt likes. I don't even know what they are anymore because I haven't claimed one in a hundred years. See, I was going to segue out and say, maybe one of those two games will be somebody's game of the year, just like Borderlands Game of the Year Edition, in which case we got some oh! for golden keys in that game. Oh, fantastic game. Hit up the Twitter, the Red Forms, the Instagram, hit up your preferred ship provider, get yourself some free loot in a game that I've never played, because the first Borderlands just didn't hit it for me. I'll tell you, if you ever get your hands on it, it's quite fun. It's a, it's a nice throwback. I, obviously, I purchased it and played a whole bunch of it. I didn't finish it, but... It's definitely more somber. It's just a lot yeah. calmer, more chill uh, experience than Borderlands 2 and 3 were. I feel like if I got my hands on it for a super cheap price and we played it, we could still have a bunch of fun with it. Mm-hmm. But just, oh, for sure. Like the first time I played it, it was solo and I enjoyed it a lot and then kind of fell off. I feel like I would do that the same unless mm-hmm. we played together as a Borderlands Night type of thing. So if you ever get your hands on it, we can play it together, and that would be so much more fun. Yeah. Because obviously I played it with James back in the day. Right. And we had a great time with it, and it was a lot of fun. But yes, yeah, Solo, it is definitely more quiet, somber experience. There's not a whole ton of outlandish, crazy crap constantly badgering and just in your eyeballs. So Just like even the abilities are a lot more toned down. Like I, had, yeah. I could play Borderlands 2 as Axton and have a lot of fun because his stuff was over the top. And Roland, I was like... Turret went out. All right, I'm going to run around and shoot. And it's it, still about gunplay. Yep. Yeah, it, it didn't hook me that play. much. But hey, if it hooked you, get the shift codes for the golden keys in that great game. Get yourself some free loot. Have a fun time. And of course, I got to tell you guys, I got some sad news. Matt's got all sorts of stuff here, hot fixes and things. But before we do any of that, <laughs> I guess I'll tell you that Krieg has been cast in the Borderlands movie. And I laugh because it's somebody I have no clue who they are. It's uh, Florian Montano. And if I butchered your last name, I'm sorry. Matt says it's Drago and Creed 2 or something. I don't even know what Creed is. So, whatever. It's a mystery person from a thing. He's a guy, and he's big. You know what Creed is, you idiot. I know. It's a bit. It's a bit. (laughs) Of course, I know what Creed is. It's not. It's Goodness. not even funny. It's not even funny. It was so bad. And I will say he's a big dude. He's a big monster dude. And from the article that I read, everyone said, "Oh man, he blew us away in the audition." Just like they've said for pretty much every character, yeah, that they've announced so far. So hopefully, he's blown away in a really cool way, and it's going to be good in here. Because I mean, if you're going to cast Krieg, you're going to cast a big old muscled up crazy man. So hopefully, mm-hmm. Florian can pull through. Now, the one thing. It was in the article that I read and retweeted that made me very sad. I mean, I knew, but I, maybe I should be happy about this. It said, production begins in mid-April. So obviously all the stuff we've talked about with the Borderlands movie, was it was still forever away. And I mean, oh, yeah. we knew that because now they're just announcing the cast. So of course it was still forever away, but there wasn't like a date that's saying, hey, they haven't even started on anything yet. It's still literally a month away at this point for them even starting which makes me sad, but it's closer than it could be, I guess. Basically, the movie's a couple years out, for sure. And it's neat that they're kind of giving us all these cool little casting things and what's going on, and I appreciate it, but it's definitely a, 
I want to just I'll put this on the back burner and come back at the end of next year and then be like, hey, where are we at? What's going on? Cause... I want to see that teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm just not a fan of like being in the nitty gritty, following something day to 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 day. Because then it feels like it drags on for an eternity and then I'm super aggravated and sad. And, and then my opinion becomes skewed because, you know, now I'm all aggravated at the fact that I've just been paying attention as one thing for 500 years it's crazy i don't want to do it so i'm like well this is cool once i find out who the cast is after that i'll just turn my little eyeballs like this and if you don't know what i'm doing i'm just closing them like the monkey does and then all of a sudden it'll be out and i'll go woohoo i'm excited now to be fair once all the cast is announced and they actually are working on it they're not going to talk about it at all exactly we'll never so see anything about, about it, it until that teaser mm-hmm. trailer comes out and of course, as you said, it begins in April, so we got time before that gets going. And then with the whole COVID thing, who knows what that means, doesn't mean. It's been wild this last year with movies and like they're finished, but they don't want to release them. But some got stalled because they didn't want to film. And I feel like this is one nobody's going to be like, oh man, we better hold off on that Borderlands movie. I'm not saying anything bad. I'm just saying this isn't like the biggest blockbuster that's, that needs to make $11 billion to, for it to be a success. I'm guessing. So I feel like once this one's done, it can actually come out. And maybe by that time, 2022, 2023, we'll actually be allowed to be in a movie theater and watching it and eating big old vats of popcorn and just pouring soda down our bellies. Oh, yeah. Celebration Cinema already lets you go in. All right. You can already go into a theater and watch no movies because there's not a movie out, but you can go in there I don't like and you can watch there. something. I don't like that place. And I know. That's you don't want to go to a theater. You know what? It's fine. And you know what? Because Texas couldn't go anywhere because the the snow was destroying their homes, screwing their lives up, messing everything up. Unfortunately, Borderlands 3's director's cut also got delayed, Matt. And today they said, hey, listen, you know, we really did try to keep the date, but we couldn't. So we have to go ahead and delay it a little bit longer. It's not that bad. Yeah, I mean, I am glad that in the announcement, they said, hey, everything's cool now. Everybody's safe. Everything's normal. We're just getting back on track with it. So that's a good thing. So it's been delayed, but we won't have to wait too long to get all that juicy goodness. April 8th, it's only like three weeks away. It's going to be here before you know it. But what's here right now are Borderlands 3 hotfixes. They've dropped up two legendaries into some loot pools, a rocket launcher that I never get. Yeah, Rhino, I have no idea. I don't... Uh... Never seen that in my life, so I don't know what it does, why it's cool, anything, to be honest with you. The name just reminds me of the R-Y-N-O from Ratchet and Clank, the rip you a new one. So maybe it's a takeoff on that, but I never get legendary drops, and I don't use rocket launchers, so I'm sorry I can't say anything about that. And then the grenade mod has been added to Aurelia's loot pool, and I gotta tell you, alright, side tangent, but I read Aurelia's loot pool, and I went, What? somebody get confused about Borderlands the pre-sequel and then the very next second my brain went dude she was a boss fight and I went yeah but Mr. Beef just ate her and I just shot her a lot and she wasn't hard to beat and that's why I didn't remember it's been long enough now maybe I need to you and I need to start the new characters which we did a little bit already we did and actually play through the story though to see Mm -hmm. that again for the first time in a long ass time I have no issues with that. We can play us some Borderlands. In fact, we were enjoying the heck out of it for the few weeks we went back to it before we got sidetracked with 
God only knows what we were playing, but something. But we did start with the DLCs because the story still didn't feel fresh yeah. at that point. I think it would feel fresh right now. And we get, we, I would remember that there wasn't really a boss fight without having to think about it. <laughs> True as that. So, like you said, they added the Firestorm Grenade mod to hers. They also went ahead and fixed the Siren's Remnant skill. It was doing more damage. There was all sorts of glitches you could do with sliding and whatnot. Stuff on the PC side, for the most part, that I don't understand. They saw that. They became aware of it because the builds were built around it. And they're fixing it all. So you will no longer be able to abuse the Siren's Remnant skill any longer. But the one thing they did that has me super happy is they went ahead and raised the Roizen's Thorns damage again. And I'm so happy. This this weapon was like one of the first legendaries I got when we played originally. And I thought it was so awesome, so cool. It was ripping heads, tearing them up. And I felt powerful and alive and having fun. And then, of course, after Endgame came, it was not the gun to have. It was not even remotely near the best. So it had to go away. And then they buffed it again at some point midway through the road. And I thought, this is it. It's back. Yay. So I equipped it and I started playing with it. And it still was not even remotely close to some of the other weapons I'd had. So I had to put it away again. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is it, Matt. Maybe I can go in when we do our playthrough, get Roy's and Sorns, and I'm going to be having the greatest time because it is an actual awesome endgame legendary weapon. And yeah, maybe my dream is going to come true. Hey, maybe so. I looked at this list of weapons and I went, the OPQ system isn't on here, so it, I don't use any of these legendaries. I can't wait. You know, it's right around the corner. The cartel event has to be coming up soon. It's, mm-hmm. it's Wasn't that an April event? Or April, so, yeah. April, May, because it was kind of yeah, like around Easter times. I know it was spring. Yeah. yeah, it was definitely a springtime event. So I can't wait to see that. And then you know what? You, no, I know what's going to happen. I can't. I can wait to see it because they'll be like, "Hey, it's back!" But we're going to nerf that OPQ system because some people used it all the way through, even into this event. So we're going to turn all the damage off on it. That's that's what's going to happen to me. No, here's what's going to actually happen. Besides that, it's the fact that okay, the director's cut's coming out April eighth now. Guess what comes out April 1st? Outriders. All right, so we're going to be knee-deep in playing Outriders. Director's mm-hmm. Cut's going to hit, and then we're going to have to share time doing Director's Cut, doing those Ava's mystery, murder mystery kind of things and side quests, and playing Outriders. And then the cartel event's going to come out, so we're going to be having to do cartel event, Outriders, Ava's mystery stuff, and we're not going to have time for any of it because we're supposed to be doing all of it. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And all the single-player games we're supposed to be playing, mm-hmm. we're not going to play those either. Yeah, we're supposed <laughs> to be beating Nier Automata. Uh, you know, God only Persona knows Five Strikers will just be Persona sitting there. Five Strikers, it's, it's like going down the bar, disappearing <laughs> off my time frame. It's too hard. This world's it's too hard. But one thing that's easy, it's easy for us to talk about because it's happened today, is the Bethesda news and the Xbox Game Pass news. Xbox acquired Bethesda. Everyone knew about it, but now it's officially official and on the Games Pass they just are dropping either today or tomorrow, depending on when you're listening to this, what, 20 Bethesda games? Boom, yeah. on the Games Pass. Check it out. Have a fun time. What are you shaking your head about? This is great stuff. No, it's not. It's not great stuff. It's not. Because here's the problem, Matt. So for that $1.99, I got three months Game Pass. You know, wow, what a lucky deal. What me, what me. And it was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Because <laughs> now you because want Because I got because I now I want it. Uh-huh. And they did exa- they knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And I don't understand the Game Pass. So I kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit. Because the Game Pass is an extremely good value. Mm-hmm. 
In fact, I think they've already announced that they lose money on this thing. And they said that the future is the Game Pass, but they lose money on it. They tried to hike the price up just recently. Everyone, like, went ape crap. And so they lowered it right back down and said, okay, never mind, we're sorry, we won't do it. But they've announced that they're not making money. So that means that the people involved, the developers that are putting their games on here, aren't making money either because there's no money to be had because it's such a good deal. So I'm that part's confusing me. How is this the future of Xbox when there's not money involved so are they ramping up for something else i don't know it, it, it's crazy that's one question i have well you know what you do is you tear the system up even more if you want the brand new hottest triplest a game you're going you to get games pass ultimate plus which is 25 bucks a month or this or that or whatever mm-hmm. but i'm going to jump in before we get all negative nancy and and well and, i don't want to go negative nancy because okay. i want to ultimately be positive this is great it's a great service I, I we're going that way i just i just don't understand because it is so great man mm-hmm. it's so great i got it i popped on i'm just gonna play the medium you know have a good time yeah. and then i'm gonna bounce out that's what i came for and then i'm like there's games everywhere mm-hmm. there's games everywhere man all sorts of games. Yeah. Tales of Vesperia, Code Vein, gosh, Final Fantasy XII Zodiac Age Remastered Edition. That's just to name a couple. There's mm. a bajillion of them out there that I could play, want to play, thought about playing at some point. I've played at least six games on it in the three months that I've had it, and they've all been fantastic games that I've had a blast with. Either long games, games I could play forever, or games that you know I just missed out on busted into had my fun with it and then since there was no you know i didn't have to pay five bucks for them there was no hassle of just oh i'll delete it and move on to the next one i think it's a fantastic service i'm I'm loving it and i'm just gonna say right now i think bethesda and games pass are the perfect complement to each other because Bethesda makes enormous games, generally. Bethesda Softworks, the actual game company themselves. Fallout. Fallout, Skyrims, all the Elder Scrolls stuff. Wolfensteins. Yeah, and if you get Skyrim, you can... I mean, I literally know people who got Skyrim at launch and still play it. Mm -hmm. So if you got it through Games Pass, you're always going to keep your Games Pass, so you can always keep your Skyrim, so you can always play your Skyrim. So instead of buying Skyrim on Steam for 5 bucks. You're essentially paying 15 bucks a month to access it, which this sounds like it's going negative, Nancy, but I mean it in a good way. It's perfect for Microsoft. If you have these enormous experiences, Elder Scrolls Online, that's dropping tomorrow in here too. So 15 bucks to play an MMO, that's what everybody does. Now you can play it, quote fingers, for free because you were paying for Xbox Game Pass anyway. Mm-hmm. Now this is just lumped into the deal, but you won't ever cancel it because you're hooked on your MMO and it's just going to go and go and go. I love Games Pass as it is right now because of the wealth of games, but then if you look at it from the business side, this is these are two companies that needed to connect because their their products ensure that you will continue paying your subscription the whole time, you know what I'm saying? Well, that's and that's why I think they bought them. I think they bought them because they knew they had that track record and they had that uh, plethora of games that could keep you coming back no matter what to play. Because, like I said, they have Fallouts, they got Dooms, Wolfensteins, and like you said, the freaking Elder Scrolls Online. That's in and of itself a humongous great deal, and you can always come back and play those. It feels like they want Xbox Game Pass to be what Xbox is. 
And I'm down with that. I'm totally excited about that. Like, in the next generation, you're going to see Xbox Gamecast up on your smart TV as one of the little buttons, like, you know, uh, Netflix and everything else you can check. And you just click on it, push in your name and your password or, or whatever, and you're on Game Pass playing your games. And I'm like, that is super awesome. But how do you maintain that? And I think it's I think it's what you what you said. You're gonna have to get into like a tiered system, whereas you pay the basic, and you'll be able to play like all the cool old titles. And and as they get older and older, they'll kind of you know bounce back. So like uh, Doom Eternal, for example, when it's fresh, you won't be able to touch it. But as time goes on, a year later, two years later, whatever it is, it bounces into the a standard tier zone, and you're gonna be able to, be able to play Doom Eternal with all the other games that came out in that kind of time frame or quadrant, et cetera, et cetera. And if you want to play the premium price, which then does churn them a profit, does get them money, that's when you'll be able to play the newest and the hottest that game uh, Xbox Game Pass is you know, getting you, which they'll have, in theory, because they've got so many developers under their belt now, they're actually starting to compete with uh, PlayStation's, you know, first parties and Bethesda, for God's sakes, is now on board, and they just had their whole meeting... And the, the wording is still cryptic. Even today's wording was still kind of hazy. But once again, it does really feel like they're, they're saying that for the most part, going forward, our games will be for Xbox Game Pass, whether that be PC or Series S. So besides the ones they've already contractually said are coming to PlayStation 5, guess what? You want to play anything from Bethesda going forward, you're going to go over to Xbox. And that's, that's huge to me. And then they got Remedy whom I love, you love, well, now I have to have Xbox Game Pass, otherwise I'm not playing another Control, another Alan Wake, etc. They're really building up here, and they're actually making it super worth your while to have, and I just don't understand how that's possible. It's it's like it's too good to be true. You know what I mean? I'm looking at it, and I'm like, there's something wrong here. Something's going to happen. The the weird part for me is you say, well, if you, if you want to play a Bethesda game, you got to play it on Xbox. And sure... You know, Skyrim and stuff was available on the PlayStation systems. But if you wanted to play it for real, you played it on PC anyway. Mm-hmm. Or if you played it on your Xbox, then you could actually download mods for it. If you wanted to play it for real on a console, you had to play it on Xbox anyway. So this, again, feels like going hand in hand. I understand it because it does sound weird. But at the same time, those are the two places that anybody played it for serious play of those games anyway. I don't know. Well, I'm not a big Bethesda player, so I appreciate this because I have Games Pass, so now I don't have to ever think about, oh man, Elder Scrolls Six is coming out in three months. Am I going to spend $70 on that? And I'm going to spend $15.99 on it and play it and have my fun with it and not worry about it. So this is great for me, so I think it's great. I'm not going to worry about any consequences or too good to be trues because it's true <laughs> for me. But that's what I mean. It's like it, it sounds great, but it's not. Something's going to happen. It can't keep up. They, like I said, they've already said we don't make money. Pull up the article that says we make no money on the service that we offer you and send it to it's me on, so I can read it. Okay. Well, we'll have to, I'll have to research that and get it to you. But basically, there was a statement made that they don't actually make money. This sounds like a, a thing that you half read, dude. I'm just saying. Because you don't do something that doesn't make money. But that's what I mean is there's got to be something in it. There's got to be something happening that they're pushing towards. You don't charge something if it doesn't do something for you. That's what I mean. There's got to be something else here. But I have, I'm have i not kidding you. It was said that they're not making money on the current 
uh, charge rates. And so it's like, well, and then hence why they suspected why they tried to do the uh, the upcharge, which didn't go over well. Then they reverted it all back down. So I'm like, well, where's it going? What's what's this all building to? And is, is this a feature? Are we actually pushing towards where like all the games are going to be just through the, the pass? You know, you get your PlayStation Pass or PlayStation Now, and then your Xbox Game Pass. That's how the last generation was supposed to go, remember? Xbox was going to be online only, subscription only, mm-hmm. and then everyone pooped on it, and they said, okay, well, we're not going to do that. Is PlayStation going to follow suit, or are we still going to sit here for another generation and have one come out with a whole new console and a whole new shtick, while the other is like, yeah, we're all done, just uh, you know, buy your Xbox Game Pass. And if that happens, what's going to happen? Because I can tell you this, I'd rather just pay the fifteen ninety nine a month and get all these cool games and services and etc. Instead of going and buying a brand new console and screwing around, that is, even though PlayStation's powerful and has some really cool games that Xbox doesn't have yet. But as I've played Xbox Game Pass and as I'm going through, it's you know it's all of its cool stuff and games it's got. I'm like, Eric, you could just get by with playing this forever and not buying consoles anymore. It would save you money. It would it would be really good for you in the long run. You'd miss out on a couple, you know, your personas and stuff like that. But this is like I said, it feels too good. It feels too good, man. I don't I don't know why this is happening or how or what the hell's going on. It doesn't seem right. Well, as with every streaming service that you're signed up for nowadays, the problem is that you can never cancel it because you don't own any of those games unless you buy them with a discount, like I've done a couple of them, play them, and then I'll buy them because it's 30% cheaper if you have the games pass, just like PlayStation Plus does. But as soon as you say, ah, I'm not going to, or the service says, we're not going to carry this game anymore, now you can never touch it again. That's the that's the downside of it. That's the only problem is if you do that, you give them fifteen ninety nine a month forever. That's the only downside of it. Or you know when they go to Xbox Series Next or whatever, and then they do up the prices because now it's a whole new, a whole new console, a whole new tier. So nobody's going to say no to that. Then you'll just follow suit along forever. I mean, I get it all, but do you think this is what's happening? Do you think this is the future? Do you think, honestly, that this Game Pass thing is going to last and it's going to replace just buying your game, playing it on a system, and then moving on to the next game, et cetera, et cetera? Or, you know, or is Xbox placing a gamble here that is it going to pay off? Or are they going to screw themselves in the long run when they try to get out of making systems and just go with this? It's going to be kind of like the secondary console thing, you know? As much as I do like the Games Pass services like this, I don't think you'll ever get away from physical media because I will never get away from it. You'll never be able to say, oh, we just don't ever make discs anymore. We don't make games. Then I'm going to go to the other company and still buy games from them because then I own it. It's physically mine. If the internet's down, I can play this game. You know, If your service goes down, I can still put Persona 5 in and play it forever. And that's for now, though. I mean, we're seeing more and more these days where these games that don't technically need to even be online are online anyway, and then you can't play them if your internet goes out, even though it's a, a single-player adventure. So, you know, I see what you're saying, and I, I agree that for the most part, still, any kind of singular game is still able to be put in a disc, play it, no matter what, but I do see more and more this online-only crap happening, and 
I just feel like it is shifting that way. And I'm happy, but I'm also sad because it's supposed to get cheaper. And we've talked about that, where it's like, hey, when things go online finally and the, the discs are all gone and all that crap's gone. And you just you can pay a cheaper price for your games. And I'm like, that's cool. But like you said, we've seen what happens when, oh, it's not doing well enough. We're just going to shut down. You'll never pay a cheaper price for games because games have to only get bigger, just like movies. You can't just have a regular movie in the theaters anymore. It has to be a big, giant, billion-dollar blockbuster. Well, AAA games will never stop being AAA games, so you're always going to have to pay more for them. The Last of Us 3 will never be on PlayStation Now first day. There's no way. There will always be some big thing you have you have to fork over the big money for. I don't know. This is a weird, big, rambling discussion we're doing. We're on all kinds of topics here. But the thing is, is you're also wrong, because Xbox Game Pass is going to have Halo Infinite for free. The biggest title, period, of all time is like Halo. One of the biggest entities known. Everybody knows freaking Master Chief. It's he, it's going to be free. Hey, you have Xbox Game Pass. You get to play the biggest game we have, period, for free. So when you say Last of Us 3 could never, ever possibly be free on a service that you're paying for. That's different, though. Because nobody plays Halo for the story. Nobody cares about Master Chief. You play Halo forever in multiplayer. So not only do you pay your Xbox Game Pass, you can never stop paying for it because you're going to play Halo Infinite for an infinite amount of time. It's just like putting Elder Scrolls Online on there. That's the same thing. Last of Us is different. I think the one had some multiplayer, but now nobody cares. You'll never have a big budget single-player experience just drop on, maybe on Games Pass, I don't know. But I don't see every single company jumping on this train. Somebody's going to go, nah, dude, you're giving us... $79.99, $89.99. There's no way. This, I mean. So Game Pass will eventually die. No. I'm saying. It's not going to survive. Or it's going to stay B tier. It's PvP shit to keep you uh, coming up with their reoccurring services. That any of the AAA games, single player. I'm saying the big AAA single player games will never just go to that. You're not going to have one or the other. Game Pass will still stick around forever. But you can't just have all everything go that way. There's no way. When you need to make a billion dollars on this game for it to be a success, EA will never just be like, oh, yeah, sure, just play it. It's, it's fine. Just, There's no way. But that's the thing. Guess what? They've acquired Bethesda. Bethesda makes huge, big-time single-player games. So the next Fallout you don't think is going to be on the Game Pass for free? You think they're going to finagle something? But they own it to get you to play, to get you the other person who is like, I don't want to play that Games Pass. Now I have to sign up for it there. But it doesn't matter because they're owned by Microsoft. Oh, yeah, but Microsoft's going to buy EA soon, too. And then Ubisoft. And then PlayStation's going to retaliate and buy a couple big dogs, too. It's good. So, you see what I mean? You see where this is going? It's not over yet. I think I think that these two companies, PlayStation and Microsoft, are getting into this weird place where they're going to have to start buying all the publishers and developers to compete with one another. Because, like you said, at this rate... Any of the remaining big dogs, they're going to end up just going over to PlayStation because they're going to want their $79.99 for their game. Microsoft is going to need them to not do that, so they're going to spend $6 billion like they did with Bethesda, and they're going to buy them. Then PlayStation is going to be forced to do the same. Otherwise, they're going to lose out on all the big dogs, and now you just got this big bidding war for all these huge developers, publishers, etc. It's good. I don't know, man. I, I think stuff's going whack job over here. That's why, like I said, it's too good to be true. I don't, 
It feels great, but they Microsoft kind of shot the first shot. Bethesda now is in their, their pocket. Huge games. How does PlayStation react? You know what I mean? Do they just hope that Microsoft kind of spent their money, blew their load, as they say, and they're going to be okay? Because, like you said, EA and the others will still stick with them because they want their 70 bucks, you know, retail. Or will Microsoft go, ha, you thought that's all we got? And then they go spend another six bill and buy another big one, Ubisoft. Imagine if they bought Ubisoft. It's over. It is over at that point. All they got to do is go buy one more big dog like that. And this whole dynamic shifts. And you got to rethink everything you're talking about. Because now all these huge first player games are going to be on the Xbox Game Pass. And so I'm just wondering how the future is going to go. That's kind of where I was at this whole time. Like, what's happening? And is this going to shift anything hardcore? Or is this going to kind of be like the one gunshot and everybody just backs off and it kind of just mellows out and... I feel like I'm not the person to have this conversation with because I don't really play a lot of Bethesda games and I don't play a lot of Ubisoft games. So when you say, those are the two biggest dogs you could get and you got to get them and wow, it's the biggest thing in the world, I go, meh. That's true because you don't pay attention yet to the big AAAs for the most part. You're, you're I mean, specifically more. those two. Like those are two game publishing arms, game studios. Sure, I play the games that they publish a lot. Like when the news was breaking, I'm like, oh, cool, they bought Bethesda doesn't affect me at all because i'm not a big fallout or or this or that kind of guy dang it matt dang it you can't see the picture because you don't care about the hole <laughs> well there you have it i tried everybody matt though he's he's more chill he's he's just down in the little weeds playing stuff from chain gang and and studio digital caffeine and having a good time but I don't know. I think something brewing. There's something brewing in the big, the big stage with all the big players, and uh, I don't know. I'm just interested to see how it pans out. But time will tell. And like I said, Bethesda was a big one, you know. And I don't see Sony being able to just sit back and do absolutely nothing. They've got to do something to retaliate on that. Otherwise, Microsoft's open just to do it one more time. And if you don't think Microsoft has the money to buy another big ass player like that. You are, I mean, I'll just laugh you right out of here because well, everybody knows buy, that. There's nobody who's, there's literally no know, human that's, that's going to argue that with you. Who oh, is going to argue that with you? Nobody. They're, they're, you know how stupid people are? <laughs> well, I was going to name drop a few people, but I, I think Sony is a weird one too because Sony's not just American AAA stuff, Sony's a Japanese company. So uh-huh. Sony, if they just have to do their own stuff, they're just going to do their own stuff. No, they do. That's the thing is Sony Japan lost the war. Uh, headquarters is now in the United States. Uh, there was a huge war for United States, Europe, and Japan. I, Both Europe I'm and just going to play lost. my Switch. I'm just going to play indie games because <laughs> this is all stupid. Matt, big Matt's giant like corporations a- <laughs> doing big giant corporation things. Well, whoopity do. I love it. Oh, man. That's great. It's so nice to see someone who's still just in the weeds having fun with video games and not paying attention to what's actually happening in the big world out there anymore. That's yeah. the only thing that matters, though, honestly. Yeah, do you still you have, have fun, fun with video games? You still have yeah. fun with... It doesn't matter what Microsoft or Sony do. Is, is our games still coming out? Can I still get them? I can get them? Okay, cool. I did it. There I had fun. Bam. So, you know what? At the end of the day, don't care. No, it doesn't matter. Just enjoy your video games. Have fun. Who cares? Who cares? If you got to buy another service, buy another service. Get it done. 
Enjoy the games you like. If that works for you, it's working for both of us right now. While well, you you are going to fall off after a dollar ninety nine, but that's right. Unfortunately, I don't want to, but yeah. Well, why 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 not? Why not just re up then? Because then I couldn't get any other games this year. But you don't need it. You got the Games Pass. You could yeah, play a million. A you could play I a million billion games, dude. I got to get Battlefield so I can play with the family. <sighs> I'm sure there's a game or two me and you were supposed to be interested in, but I don't remember at this particular moment. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's roundabout, and you weren't actually the, the greatest person to yap to about it because you're in a different world, but I wanted to have that conversation anyway because obviously there's nobody else I talk to about video games ever, period. So by golly, we did it. So what do you think about that out there in podcast listener land? Which of the million topics that we touched on in this discussion do you have strong feelings about Let us know via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com, out of the Twitter machine, at thirdshiftme, and find us on Facebook, under Third Shift. And Matt, of course, says million topics, but it all goes into one thing. It was all one big purpose. It's just there's a lot of facets to it. But obviously we don't have time to dissect it all, so I'm sorry. You know, you just got to get in there and boom, here's the whole thing. Eat it. Do you not want to eat it? Doesn't matter. While you're eating it or not eating it, you can head over to the old Patreon, throw in a buck or two, like what you hear, like what we're doing. Hey, anything and everything does help us out a whole bunch, keeps the lights on, allows us to pay the old pod beans and all the other services that make everything run. If you don't have any bucks, you can support us in other ways. You can do the mailbag questions. You can go give us the likes over on Facebook, the little hearts on the Twitters. You can go over to Twitch, subscribe over there, follow over there. Any way, shape, and form to engage with us is awesome and we enjoy it and appreciate it very very much so please consider doing just that and please consider listening to the very next episode which is going to be dropping on the 18th of march on itunes on stitcher on podbean on spotify and on youtube as i always say if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out please give us a like rating review a comment a subscription any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out and hey we really do appreciate it. Just like we appreciate that five-star review. Somebody's going to do it soon. I can feel it in my bones. Probably after this weekend. You know, we're going to have such a great weekend. Mm-hmm. That's got to happen. It's got to happen. The stars are going to align. Five stars, in fact, are going to align. It's going to be fantastic, man. It's going to be good. But until that time, there's nothing else to say but... Sit down.